You're listening to After the Whistle Sports with Chase, Dylan, and Dylan. Hello and welcome to After the Whistle Sports Podcast. I'm Chase and I'm here with Dylan and Dylan. We got both of them today. Uh, the whole the whole crew is here today. Yep. Uh, this is a very special week because this is officially the first week of college football. Last week, week zero, uh, week zero, and it seemed like week negative like twenty three. <laughs> uh, well, we'll get into that a little bit later. Our reactions from the week zero games: Miami, Florida, Arizona, Hawaii. We're gonna go into uh, some week one predictions, and this is our last chance for us to make our college football playoff predictions. So it's all set in stone before the season. The day today. It's August 27th, just saying, before we make these college football playoff predictions. Yeah, so, so make, sure, make sure you write this down. And uh, <laughs> once I'm correct and everyone else is wrong, then, then we'll really see. Anybody uh, in Vegas, whatever we say, go bet on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we're going to start off talking about the, the breaking news that it seems is all over. Uh, recently, uh, a couple days ago, Andrew Luck uh, retired from football. Uh, at the age so, of 29. At the age of 29. Really surprising. But, I mean, I kind of saw it coming a little bit. I, uh, I don't know if I saw no. it coming, but I thought it would be in the future. I mean, he's been in and out of playing, playing with an injury, just straight up injured I mean, he hasn't, for years. He hasn't been healthy. In uh, yeah. how long? How long? When was the last time he played a full season? I, I mean, he last, played last season. Last, last season, but he also no, had, he, he, had, uh, he had... He was still recovering from the shoulder last yeah, season. True. I still think... Going into this season, I still think he was bothered by that shoulder. Oh yeah, I yeah. got he he tore um what was it tore, tore Lab- part labia uh, labrum or the yeah or the he no. tore tore something in his shoulder and I think that really like took a toll on him mentally and fi- and of course physically and I, I I kind of agree with him at the fact that he wasn't really I don't know he was just not healthy enough to make. A solid career out of it. I He's super I mean, he talented. About player. how he lost his love for football after all the rehabbing, and honestly, I don't blame him. He did more rehabbing than playing. I feel like, and at that point, it it, it just doesn't become as it feels more like a job than like doing what he loves to do. Well, what I think is weird is that the Colts are still paying him. The Colts are still paying him to play. I think they still think he might return to football at some point because I, the, I think he shouldn't, but I think. The Colts still think they might, and still have a little bit of hope. I, I definitely see him maybe taking a two year break That's just a, so yeah. just to get like healthy, mm-hmm. focus on himself, and then come back and live it later. I mean, he's still, I mean, he's thirty years old, 29. 20, 29 years old. So I mean, he could definitely make a comeback. I think it's really interesting to see how the Colts had Peyton Manning, then they had Andrew Luck, they have no, uh, and, and then they they still weren't like. And Tom Brady outlived Peyton Manning and his successor. Yeah, I mean, it it also this just shows how crazy Tom Brady is for him to be playing at such a high level. But also, I honestly think I I don't have it pulled up, but I think if you looked at the amount of career sacks and hits, yeah. Tom Brady versus Andrew Luck, I honestly think Andrew Luck might have Andrew Luck might yeah. have more. Well, well, also Andrew Luck had for a couple of years no last year line. last year he had like one of the better offensive lines, yeah. but years before that, he was getting knocked down like every single game like five or six times. And with NFL players, that takes a huge toll on your body. Well, obviously Tom Brady is by far one of, if not the best players to ever walk on a football field. But he also avoided injury his whole career. He didn't really have any major like shoulder Except, injuries. But that's that's part injuries. of his that's part of his system though. He True. stays he doesn't seem like the most athletic person, but if you look at his workout regimen and how he keeps himself 
uh, playing at the same level, he puts a ton of work in on the offseason to prevent injuries. And that, that's been really one of the main parts of why Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Well, I agree he puts uh, probably millions of dollars in his rehab. But he also isn't getting, as Chase said before, he isn't getting hit every game like Andrew Luck was like plagued with. He, he didn't, Andrew Luck didn't have the choice to like not get hit or stay in the pocket and release the ball early. As as Tom Brady did have that option, I'm true. Yeah, he does. He didn't have as many receivers there. I mean, he has T.Y. Hilton, but that's that was kind of it for a while. Tom Brady, no matter wh- who you bring in, Bill Belichick is going to train him to be an elite uh, wide receiver. So I think that also makes a big difference being able to get rid of it quickly. Yeah, and also talking about the the quick part, Tom Brady is is really. I mean, I'm not trying to say Andrew Luck. Wasn't I knew he's a very smart player, but Tom Brady just knew how to get the ball out quickly. I, I just think, and also Tom Brady had a like really good offense. Belichick made sure to protect him as much as possible, and that system was really like meant to negate uh, the defense's like rushing power. He would get the ball out really quick, do some short passes that build up to longer passes. Uh, I, just Andrew Luck has, if you just look back at his career, he's gone through so many like. Obstacles. A lot of he's had coaching changes. He's had awful offensive lines. He's had seasons where he wasn't playing a hundred percent. I think that all went together to like force him to make this tough decision. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. Anything else you have in it? Uh, I I agree with what you you said. I mean, he he's never really had a, a running back that he could like just lob that short pass away to like James well, White he Frank, was. He had Frank Gore. Frank Gore, but Frank Gore wasn't much of a receiving back as, like, James White is to Tom Brady and, or, like, Trubisky right, so, to us. So I'm looking at this right now. Andrew Luck has played six seasons in the NFL. Tom Brady's coming on his 20th season, and Tom Brady has taken only a little bit over double the amount of sacks that Andrew Luck has yeah, taken. Uh, that's, and almost four times the amount of time, which is just insane. insane. That yeah. gives you perspective on how much... Andrew Luck well, was hit his first couple of years. Andrew Luck also hasn't played some of those seasons. No, no, no. This is this oh, is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is six seasons. I also I, I would like to kind of touch on this and hear your opinions about uh, the the Colts fans booing Andrew oh. Luck walking off the field. Yeah, I, think, I think I think it was horrible. I think it also might have been a little bit of shock, and they were upset about what happened. The news had just come out, but I think after they kind of realized, like, oh no, we just booed this guy who did so much for our team, like. We shouldn't have done that, but I, I think it was horrible for yeah. him to do. And I mean, he's, and he, when he was talking about it after, he said that it hurt it hurt him like to hear that and like see the fans like disrespecting him like that, which I agree with him. I think he should feel I'm, hurt. I'm also, though, I like to talk about this too. I'm a little bit skeptical. So uh, Andrew Luck and the Colts reached an agreement where Andrew Luck would not be giving uh, the $28 million back to the Colts uh, as part of his contract. I don't really know. I mean, I, I don't. I, I don't really. I'm not Andrew Luck, so or the Colts, so I can't really have this. Like, I can't decide this. But if I were the Colts, I mean, I would, I would just get the money back. Well, I think. I, mean, yeah. I think. I don't, obviously, obviously, they think that he might come back. But also, throughout his entire career, he had a great relationship with Jim Mercer, who's the owner. So I think that could have been a factor that played into it. But I don't know. If he returns to football, who knows? His dad's the commissioner of the XFL. Could be joining that. I, nah, <laughs> well, I mean, why would he go? I, I, I don't, I don't see him making a, a step down. I think uh, if he comes back, he'll, 
try to keep complain- playing at that like high competitive level. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I don't really like the fact that Andrew Luck is accepting the money either. I mean, obviously, if it, $25 million was given to me, I would accept it. But I feel like that's kind of cheating the Colts out of something I know, that like, they could get I with that $25 million. Right, if they're giving to him, there's a reason they're giving to him. He should be taking it. I, but, but what's okay. the reason? Like... But I also, if I was Andrew him. Luck, if I was Andrew Luck, I would feel kind of guilty, you know? Yeah. I literally, okay, first of all, this is not like before the season started. This is week, this is like week three of preseason. <laughs> yeah. The regular season is just around the corner, and now you're going to say this and expect to keep the money? No, yeah. I mean, I just I just disagree with that. I, so. I, I agree with you. I feel like it's cheating his way to $25 million. I mean, he's literally not playing a single snap. He's not well, touching the football. So, yeah, that, that for... <laughs> For a whole season, he's getting $25 million, and I guarantee you that might apl- that's going to play into the factor of Colts fans, too. Yeah, I, I mean, also, Colts fans, like, you guys just went from beco- being a contender, super, a possible Super Bowl contender, after a, a good uh, postseason last year, to now you're looking at maybe being the last team in the division. Something that yeah. I saw that was interesting was that all the sports books, that if you bet on Andrew Luck to win MVP, you got your money back, which is... Uh, an interesting thing. Uh, okay, uh, so sure. I mean that—that's enough Andrew Luck for now. Sure. We'll, uh, but let's but really quickly before we end up, uh, end off on that. Last week we were talking about division winners. We both were talking about how easily we think the Colts are going to win with Andrew Luck leading yeah, the that, team. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's whatever we said. What did throw that out? Uh, so now let's go into some college football. Cause that of course is the highlight of this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you you want to say that? I mean, I mean, I would. Say, I mean, college football is the highlight of this week. The games were kind of not the highlight, you know. Yeah, but it was exciting to have college football back. That's uh, true. Week zero last week, uh, Miami Florida was the first game. That was ugly. That would have been the right, worst football let's game. Let's do this. I've ever Everyone, watched. one take that you got from that game. Just one point you got from it. Uh, the take I got was that Florida is not a top twenty-five team. The take. I got was that both of those teams just shouldn't be out of the ranking system like for the rest of the season. Yeah, that was brutal. One thing I got from that is Tate Martell needs to transfer immediately. Yeah, so so in case in case you guys missed the game, uh, Florida came in as the eighth, eighth ranked team uh, playing against Miami. Um, Florida ended up winning that game. Uh, they really didn't deserve to win, and it but, seemed like both no. teams but were they, trying to lose. They did deserve to win because they played better football than Miami, but they both played badly. They, I, I, they all played poorly. There's nothing I can take from that game that's a positive for either team. Well, yeah, I agree. I that, mean, that was one of the most ugliest games of football I've ever seen in my entire I life. I was going to say, what, there were there was how many turnovers and how many muff punts? Well, so there's, there's a the, one the muff, muff punt. punt and the, uh, yeah, yeah. And then there was the awful, with three minutes left in the game, Florida has the ball. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're winning the game. All you have to do is run and ice the clock. And, of course, on first down, for their own 20-yard line, they decide to throw, throw an interception. Miami gets the ball. After that, they have so many penalties that they move back into their 40-yard line. <laughs> that, was, that was the worst string of Seeing that first and 35 was an interesting thing. Dude, I'm that, gonna be that like, pissed me off. But the kicker still, still making it was really impressive. That's yeah. true. I, I've never well, seen like, that many 4th and tw- fourth and 27s in my entire life. I mean, That was, was so bad. I mean, it was the worst like posse- back-to-back possessions I think there ever was. Like, well, well, there was also the there's also the point in that game where Miami was on offense. They fumbled it, recovered the fumble, and then, f- <laughs> and then fumbled it again, recovered it again, 
<laughs> then got two false starts in a row and had to punt. I mean, like, okay. they, they look... They looked unprepared for that game. Like both they just, teams, like both looked like they just walked on a football field and were like, "Oh, we have a game now." Like I said before, you know you're gonna have some issues with the first game of the season, but not that, that bad. Not that bad. Not that bad. Not like I mean, they looked like comparable, like high school, like teams that were like yeah. out of control and having no yeah. idea to play. And so, so we saw that game first, and then right after that was Arizona Hawaii. No and, defense, and there's absolutely no defense. Hawaii had six. Turnovers and won the game. Yeah, one would think that like one that game that Hawaii Arizona would have to be better than the Miami Florida game, and yet it like might have been worse. No, like, I, it's incredible. That game was insane. They have a uh, Hawaii's wide receiver. Uh, what is his name? Cedric. Anyways, yeah, yeah, but he had he had five touchdowns, uh, <laughs> and he had sixteen targets. Yeah. The, the offense, if you like offense, that's definitely the game for you. Yeah. And by the way, I'd like to note that last week on the podcast, I said that Hawaii and Florida were both going to win their respective games. So I was correct. So far, I'm 2 0 on the college football season. Uh, but I was I was actually surprised by how well Hawaii responded after committing those that many turnovers. They, they still scored a, a ton of points. And they were, if, if you like a running gun style offense, which is what Hawaii is, where uh, they have a ton of uh, twenty yard passes. They had a lot of like they didn't have that many runs, but uh, Cole McDonald, who eventually got pulled, did did have some really really good throws. Yeah, but also some horrific throws. And yes, yeah. And yeah. then don't even get me started on on Arizona's defense. Oh not existent. It's not a thing. Well, I could go out there and be better. Well, as as many turnovers as Hawaii's had, they had a great start to the game. I mean, they did. They they what they had four, they. Shut out Arizona fourteen and nothing, I believe, in the first yeah. quarter. And then on top of that, they ended up putting fourteen more points on in and then the then second quarter. Also, well, and then and then all. Also, I like how everyone just. I feel like no one's taking into account that Arizona scheduled game for the first game of the season on the road at Hawaii. Yeah. Why I I I mean maybe you want to give the players like a, a something cool, some sort of like bowl game type feel. We but we're not getting one after that one. Whenever you have to go travel to Hawaii with the time change and just the, the all the distractions, and Hawaii is is a really solid team. Like Hawaii could surprise some people. Last year they won eight games, and uh, they they were bowl eligible last year. I mean Hawaii is a solid team, and I mean I expected Hawaii to win. Uh, that was probably a little bit too close yeah, for yeah. comfort. That was about one yard away from Arizona tying that game up. Uh, yeah. But Hawaii ended up winning. So those week week zero games were they were fun because there was football. This Those were not the best football games. No, uh, I'm expecting a lot better games this week. Yeah, we hopefully this week. So going on uh, this week, uh, do you guys want to talk about just real quick? Want to give uh, one game that you're looking forward to this week? Yeah, you can start. You want to start yourself? Oh yeah. So first, I'm gonna start off with the obvious answer, which is Oregon versus Auburn. Yeah. Uh, that's a top twenty five matchup. Auburn has the best defensive line in the country. Oregon has uh, arguably like a tie with Georgia for the best offensive line in the country. So it's really just going to be whoever wins in the trenches will win that game. I like Auburn uh, just because their defensive line has has four really really good uh, NFL like they have NFL four or five NFL talents on that offensive line. They have a really solid secondary. Uh, they have a freshman quarterback, though, in Bo Nix, so that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But I have Auburn winning that game. I agree. I think um, Auburn's – I think it's going to be a really tight game, and I think it's going to stay tight 
for the majority of the game. But I think eventually Auburn's going to kind of start pulling away with it. Um, and as you said, I mean, Auburn's, I, Auburn's, I think, is a top-notch team. I think... I think they could surprise a lot of people in what they do against Alabama. Well, I think they're all, I think they're always up there. I think they're always going to be top notch team, and I think this year is going to be no different. Mm-hmm. But if you're just a ca- if you're a casual watcher of college football and you're just going to tune into that game, just try to key on the on the Auburn defensive line. There's really they have like I, even six I've heard NFL uh, uh, talents on that defensive line. That defensive line is absolutely loaded. Uh, they have a ton of depth too. Which is really important. So they they put the pressure on you and they uh, give their guys a lot of rest because they have so much depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other? What, what's your what's your um, game you're looking most forward to? We were talking this earlier, but I think that Florida State Boise State that game is going to be a really good game. Um, obviously, both of those teams are on un- unranked, so it's not like considered one of like the big games per se. It's not like it won't show up on your ESPN feed or anything like that. But I think both of those teams have the potential to, uh, somewhere in the season, be put on that ranking list. I mean, uh, I think Boise State yeah. Boise State should be ranked. And I think Florida State, I don't think Florida State's a great team, but I think because of their past and because of, like, their recognition, I think they'll possibly uh, be ranked. I'm going to kind of disagree with you on that. I, I agree that Boise State is a really solid team that could win that game. I, I would say that... For Florida State, this is almost like this Your is game. the be- this could be the beginning of the end. I think <laughs> uh, <laughs> last year was a very awful season for Florida State football. People have some high hopes for them this year, though. I I think Boise State's gonna win I this mean, game. The- I'm gonna be completely honest. Boise State. Well, we've seen this before from Boise State. They go in, they're excited to play these Power Five teams, and I, I honestly think. That's just, that's false. I'm gonna disagree with that. All right, Boise Boise State I think is better than a lot of Power Five teams you see out there. I yeah I agree, but I think I think Florida State's with their with who they play. I mean they play at least two maybe yeah and they, they only win four ranked four, teams and they only they only win four of those games. Well yeah they only win that, four that games was, in the was, season. <laughs> oh okay, but that was last year. I mean last year they, they changed. They changed they, a no, lot. They I guess they have. They still have an awful offensive line. The, the quarterback position is still not super solidified. Iffy. Their it's, defense it's, is like Swiss cheese. They, they got nothing there. I okay, mean, uh, and I'm gonna t- I'm gonna s- you can look back in a week when Boise State wins and and you'll you'll realize why. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I agree. Boise State's gonna win. You but, but you, you just said that. No, I I said that both of those teams have the potential to be ranked. No, I don't think. No, Florida I State is Florida State's. It's going know. on the down. I don't know. Don't sleep on Florida right. State. All right, I'm going to my game of the week. My game of the week is an odd one. I'm going to go with Clemson, Georgia Tech, just because I'm interested to see what this Clemson team was looking like this year. Last year, we saw Trevor Lawrence end off their season on an incredibly high note, destroying Alabama in the national championship. But I think it's I think it's going to be interesting to see how they come back this year and see if they are the team that they're being hyped up to be. And obviously, Georgia Tech is not a great team. But I mean, they're I mean, not. They're, 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 like, they're no Florida bad. State, so they can actually put up a yeah, little bit of a. Fight. Georgia Tech also has a new offense, so they Georgia Tech was usually religiously running the triple threat. True. N- now they kind of changed it up a little bit. I'll tell you right now, though, Clemson's gonna be the real deal. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they Clemson was undefeated last season, arguably maybe one of the best cultural teams of all time. Uh, Miami, like. Uh, Clemson, Clemson yeah, will win this game. I could definitely see it though, starting off in the halftime, a little bit close. No. Clemson will pull away and win this game. No, yeah, I don't I think. 
I think maybe you can give it them like maybe like a seven point lead after the first quarter. What's the over? But I think it's gonna be a, like a destruction. Like it's gonna be dis- it's gonna be brutal. Clemson's gonna destroy them. It's, it's I want to I want to throw in uh, another game that could be interesting. This is a game on a uh, Thursday. It's a uh, Utah versus BYU. So. Uh, uh, yeah, so, so the the over under is sixty and a half. I I think Clemson. Oh my will, God, Clemson somehow. is favored by thirty six and a half points. <laughs> I think they'll cover that spread. <laughs> oh uh, my God! So like I was trying to say before, yeah. Utah and BYU. I mean that that game could be really interesting. A lot of people are expecting big things from BYU, or from Utah. Utah I mean, yeah. it's a it's a rivalry game. Uh, the Holy War. Uh, BYU also hasn't beaten Utah in in a really long time, and in a rivalry, uh, you know that it's gonna be. In rivalry games, even though the the favorite team doesn't always win, just because of the emotions that go in, go into it, uh, I believe Utah's a really good team this season. But I do think they they could actually lose this game to BYU. Mm-hmm. I think it's possible. And the good news, uh, as you said, they're a pretty good team this year. And the good news is, if they lose, they'll come back with a chip on their shoulder, and I think that might make them play better later in the season. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how Utah. Uh, how Utah just shows up in the first game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there's, they're one of the favorites in the Pac-12 to, w- to win the conference. And if all goes as planned, you, you could see them with going undefeated. If you look at their schedule, you could see them going undefeated. I Maybe mean, college football playoff run? Dark horse college football playoff run? I don't know. I'm, I mean, they have, a, they, have one, they have definitely the best defense in the Pac-12. Yeah. Uh, they've always had a really solid run game. Their their defensive line's absolutely loaded. They have a good secondary. You watch out for Utah. That could be a team that all of a sudden you're looking at in uh, week eight, and they have zero losses. All right, and you're starting to I see mean, a little all bit. Right, talking talking about if you think they're going to college football playoff. I I never said that. I said they could be a dark horse. Could be. Okay, let's go into all of our predictions once again. Write this down. August twenty seventh, nine p.m. Write down. Our college football playoff predictions right now. Dylan, start us off. Uh, so my one and two are, are they're, they're fairly uh, chalk. Uh, I've got Clemson as the one, uh, Alabama as the two. Uh, my three is Michigan. Uh, and my four is Georgia. Okay, I'll go to you guys first, and then we'll talk about this. All right. So, you start. Yeah. so I literally agree with everything you say. And... I really hate to say it, and I always don't like talking up Michigan, but I think Michigan is a legit team this year. Oh my god! And I completely agree with your with your Thanks playoff. So. All right, Thanks. all right. I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. Once again, one Clemson, two Alabama. I'm gonna go with a three Georgia. My four. I'm gonna go with Notre Dame. I I just I think they're gonna be a solid team. They proved last year that they could hang up there. I, I think I think they're a good team, and I'm going to put them as my four, my they, sleeper. Well, obviously, I, I disagree, disagree with, Notre Dame with you completely. Because, because, because if Michigan makes the playoff, that means they would have beaten Notre Dame. Uh, and but if Notre Dame makes the playoff, it means they beat Michigan. And Notre Dame also has to go undefeated, and they've scheduled like some games yeah. that they really don't need to play. Notre Dame has to play Louisville on the road for their week one game. It's going to be a blackout in Louisville. And they're going to win that game. But it just shows how they have a tough schedule. Uh, yeah, exactly. Let's play Stanford, USC. I mean, I, and even if Michigan loses to Notre Dame, I think they still could make the no, playoff. No, they you don't no. think you don't think if they beat Ohio State too. No, it doesn't matter. No, no. Why? Michigan has I, to go. Michigan has to. I don't know about that. No, because it, well, then th- this goes along with my issues of the whole scheduling aspect of the Big Ten. 
So Michigan is in the Big Ten East, which is by far the better conference. I mean, or the division of the Big Ten. You can make a case that Nebraska, Wisconsin, Iowa are kind of making it come up, but that's not there yet. And on top of that, Michigan has to play two hard non-conference games in Army, who last year won. They almost beat Oklahoma. They had a, I think, like 10-win season last year. Uh, they're, they're, they were finished top 25 last year. And then they have to play Notre Dame, who's a top 10 team. I mean, Michigan has, uh, I, I think, according to CBS, they have the uh, fourth or fifth hardest schedule. And it's, it's unfortunate because they, they can only lose one of those games the whole season. Mm-hmm. So here's my question. So what if, what if my, our Michigan loses to Notre Dame, Notre Dame loses later in the season, then who replaces that third, fourth seed in the college football playoffs? Well, I, if, if Michigan only loses to Notre Dame, but wins out and wins the Big Ten, I think they could go in for sure. Uh, yeah, that's what but I said. if if they that, lose, that's gonna be tough. If they lose another game because the Big Ten's, I think Michigan is gonna lose one game in the Big Ten leading up to the Big Ten championship. Yeah. Um, because they they just play too many good teams. Michigan State, Penn, they play Penn State on the road. They play uh, they play um, uh, who else they play? Yeah, they have Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State, Iowa. I was a, I was a good team. It's a lot of tough I games. Was, I was going to be really good. Yeah, I was a good team. They always are. Yeah, but if you're going to say that Michigan or Notre Dame don't go in, yeah. I'll have to say Oklahoma. Or Texas. I it think could be Texas, too, that wins the Big 12. Yeah, I I agree. I don't. I think Texas is a really good team. I think they have a lot of hype around their team right now. So because of this, like, all, all of a sudden momentum building on their team, that's going to carry them at least a good... Um, a good amount of wins in the season, so I I think so. Texas is potential. So I have a question. I, I noticed that there was no uh, nothing about the Pac-12 in uh, <laughs> college football playoff last year. They, they are probably the most underrepresented uh, conference. They're just far. not that good. I'm gonna well, be honest. But who do you put in? I don't know. Who I like some in? of the teams. I like Utah a lot. I I really like Utah a lot. Oregon. If Oregon can beat Auburn. And and only lose one game in the Pac-12 and win the Pac-12 championship. I don't no, know. No, I think those teams Washington. Can't lose a game. Those teams. Those are yeah. teams that can't lose a game. They, I feel like in my opinion. So so you're saying that if if uh, Utah or if um, Oregon beats Auburn at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. and then uh, only loses one game the rest of the season, you you think that they. They won't in the win the they win the Pac twelve championship. You think they still won't get in? Yes, yes. because what if Mich? It all depends on what the Big Ten does. Yeah, because I, if Michigan goes undefeated, or Ohio well, yeah, State I, we're goes talking undefeated, about, we're talking about they if, can't if, both go undefeated. We're talking about if the Big Ten has teams. We're talking about the Big Ten has has teams that uh, both have like two losses or whatever. Yes. Okay. Well then. Or, or do you see? Do you see the nod going to? Uh, I, I honestly, I think the nod will actually go to Oklahoma. Well, if there's a we've one seen loss, that in the past. we saw that last year. Yeah. They should have been in, but they were like, "No, Kyler Murray, you get it." Well, no, Ohio State had a different situation <laughs> because they lost to Purdue by. It wasn't a competitive game. Yeah, no, yeah, speaking of Mich- let's talk about the Michigan game. I'm just. Anyways, <laughs> can't talk about all right, my team. All right, uh, do you guys want to talk a little bit? You guys, are we good on college football? Anything? Yeah, else? So, yeah, so yeah, that's our college uh, football. So in recap, uh, for me, it's. Uh, Clemson, Alabama, Michigan, and Georgia. Completely agree with that. And mine's Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, Notre Dame. Okay. All right. We're gonna go into last week. Our I guess last episode. Me and uh, Dylan talked about who we think our top five: overrated, underrated, running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks, all of those guys. 
uh, in terms of fantasy football are. And we both, actually all three of us have had our drafts now. And we're just going to go over our teams and recap. We're going to tell you how many guys are in the league, what the, if it's a PPR or not. And then, um, and then name our teams. You going to start us off? All right, I'll start off. So uh, my league is, I'm the same league as the other Dylan over here. Uh, it was a um, non-PPR. Yeah, non non-PPR, ten, uh, ten, 10 team league. So my whole strategy, I think I kind of explained this before in the last episode, but my strategy was I had the seventh pick, which I complained about this last time too, but it was by far the worst pick in the entire agree, draft because I, uh, I missed out on the top six running backs I, I said in the last episode. If you haven't checked it out, make sure to look at that. Uh, so I ended up with Todd Gurley as like my constellation prize. <laughs> and then in the second round, I got Odell, which, uh, I mean, it's looking like a more riskier pick now because he's had a hip injury. Uh-huh. Uh, but he, I think he'll be fine by week one. He, he will be. He will be. Uh, then in the third round, I went with George Kittle, which, in my opinion, is the best tight end option. Yeah. He's going to have a breakout yeah, season yeah. this year. Fourth round is a guy I really like. Circle this guy if, if, if you can get him late in the fourth or fifth round. Uh, Aaron Jones. Okay, starting running back for the Packers, that offense is going to be completely changed. He had a couple of really monster games last season. Uh, he, I, he's honestly a good, uh, to me, he's a high-end running back, too. Wait, wait, can we go back to that George Kittle pick? Yeah. I agree he's a good player, but they're kind of having a quarterback issue. Jimmy Garoppolo in practice they, threw five with straight Nick, interceptions. With Nick Mullins, okay, with Nick Mullins at quarterback, <laughs> George Kittle was still, I mean, George Kittle had even better production. With the worst quarterback, if you look at look at the way he plays, he was just a reliable option. I tried to put this anyone. out there last year. I picked him up in the middle of the season off the waiver wire. Ended up winning fantasy. Just saying. So did I. So did I. No big deal. Beat him. Okay, so let me let me continue. Aaron Jones, uh, one of my favorite player favorite low end running backs coming into the draft. Uh, then I went with Alison Jeffrey. I uh, I'm I not. Really like that I don't like I don't like him. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of that pick. But at, like as you guys can notice, it kind of ran dry on wide receivers going to the uh, fifth or sixth round. <laughs> yeah, I had that same problem. And yeah, so that's that's my weakness. Uh, then I flushed out David Montgomery. Really, like really, I think he's poised. He's he's so ready for a break for a. a I think he's gonna have a really good season. Everyone loves him in that clubhouse. Yeah, he's he had a really uh, good college career with Iowa State. Uh, he's he's a big back, physical back. He's perfect for that offense. He, he replaces what Jordan Howard Yeah, he replaces Jordan Howard. He's going to get a ton of touchdowns in the red zone. I really like him. Then I have the Chargers defense, which in my opinion is, besides the Bears defense, I think the Chargers are the second best. They have Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram. Uh, they, I mean, Derwin James is injured for now, but he'll come back at some point. That I just really like that defense. Uh, Jake Elliott's my kicker on Philadelphia. And then I really my bench. I just filled with a bunch of young players uh, that I that just are my favorite young guys in the league. Miles Sanders, uh, he's on Philadelphia. Uh, make sure to look out for him because he's been making a lot of noise in preseason. Christian Kirk in that Arizona offense. I also have Kyler Murray on my bench, so I have that connection. I think he's gonna be tra- I think he's gonna be the worst quarterback in that. I think he might not even play the whole season. I'll strongly disagree with both of you. Uh, I also have our uh, shot Penny. In Seattle, uh, Dante Pettis, uh, Curtis Samuel, and John Brown. All right, I think solid team. I think my I've, so I've got two teams. So my first team I'm gonna sh- uh, name to you guys is in a ten team PPR. I had the sixth pick, 
So with the sixth pick, I had an option, David Johnson or Le'Veon Bell. I ended up taking Le'Veon Bell. I, don't, I didn't feel too comfortable with David Johnson. So my team is quarterback, obviously had to take Baker Mayfield. And then Le'Veon Bell. And then I've got Carrion Johnson, who I think is going to be great this year. And I've got Adam Thielen. I had the choice of Adam Thielen or Stefan Diggs. Yeah, and it, Last year I had Stefan Diggs, but Adam Thielen is such a good fantasy wide receiver. Especially yeah. in a, in a, you said PPR. Yeah, yeah especially in a PPR. Gets. Thielen gets a, a lot of targets. Uh, yeah. I don't really trust Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that, that, I was going to say, still. they kind of have a quarterback issue over okay. there. Anyways. Speaking of a quarterback issue, this guy fell, up, fell so late. I had to take him. T.Y. Hilton. And then my Damn. second rounder, Travis Kelsey. I really like, like him. I think Travis gonna, Kelsey. I like Kittle better. I think he's going to be great this year. I, I like Kittle better, but Kittle's taken in the first round. No, Wait, Kittle's taken in the first round? Sec, no, second, second round, first pick. Why? At, the, at the turn. Still, that seems why? early. That's, yeah, it was. That's that seems early. How many teams is this? Ten. Ten yeah, teams. That seems real really early. I mean, that's placing him 11th best, like, in general. That, that I mean, seems early. I don't that's know. really early. I don't know. I think that, I, I don't know what the person that was taking him was thinking, but whatever. Um, and then I've got in my flex, David Montgomery, who we talked about, we think is going to have yes, a great, great year. player. My defense, I've got the Browns defense, and then a kicker, Jake Elliott. Um, my bench is a bunch of young guys, and then Tom Brady. Also, I've got I've got the uh, backup Dallas running back, oh, just um, in case Tony Pollard, just in case Zeke ends up not signing. I mean, I have him. Mean, he's, he's a running back <laughs> who's, who's your starting quarterback? Quarterback? Yeah. Baker Mayfield. Baker. Baker Mayfield. What kind of question is that? Yeah. What, when, did, when did you draft him? I got him sixth round. Oh. Yeah. yeah Quarterbacks were taken late, except for Patrick Mahomes was taken 10th pick. Yeah, this I actually, I have noticed in, in the leagues I've drafted in, Patrick Mahomes was taken first in the first, like, first, yeah, first round. Really I don't get it. Really I, I don't understand. Yeah, first we, round. I, he, he has. He's, he's gone. I've seen him gone ninth. Why? Yeah, he went ninth in my draft. In Why? Leagues. Yeah, but the thing I noticed is, except for uh, Mahomes... Quarterbacks have been taken late, late, really late. Like really, like Cause, I, cause I ended up. There's Patrick Mahomes, and then a pretty big increase or decline. And then we talked about this last week, but and then the, after a couple more quarterbacks, it's a huge decline. So well, like, no, I would say after Mahomes, all the quarterbacks start to blend and seem like I, I don't see the big difference between let's say a Matt Ryan or a Carson Wentz. Well, and though that's four rounds apart. Yeah, I, I, I don't see a difference. I agree, but if we think about it, I mean, a quarterback is obviously valuable. They'll probably put up the most points on your team every week. Yeah, but they all, but they they all, all put all up the same amount. Relatively, even Patrick Mahomes puts up roughly the same numbers as all these guys. I, I completely mean, He agree. might put like three, four more points on average up. I mean, maybe a little more depending on what defense he plays. But overall, I mean, why do you need a quarterback in the first round? Well, you could draft... A running back who's gonna end up scoring ten more points also, a game. I got than the next. I got Aaron Rodgers in the uh, I think it was late seventh round. Yeah, I, for me that's that's I'm I'm usually a, a guy. I've said this before in the last episode, and I think I've said this uh, like for the longest time in our leagues that yeah. I'm always the one who picks. Who's the, I'm the last person to draft a quarterback, last person to draft a tight end. Well, but I also made sure to look at values this year. I had changed my whole philosophy because Aaron Rodgers was sitting there in the seventh round. Well, see, that's what that, I did. To me, that's great value. I, I did your strategy. I mean, I've, I, I kind of have agreed with it, but not, like, said it, obviously. But I drafted Cam Newton way late. I mean, I, I don't like that pick. I'll say it right now. I don't like but, that pick. Cam but Newton. Why? But why? Because he can't throw. He, he, he's going to still put up numbers. I mean. Yeah. When, when did you draft him? Uh, let me check. 
I think I, did I draft Aaron Rodgers? Right, I, I drafted, drafted him. Me, I drafted him in the tenth round. I still think that's. I, that's still, a, I still don't think he's. But why? There. Because no one else was available at that point. I no, mean, I no, a quarterback. he's a backup. Did you even look at, at the quarterbacks who who uh, are on waivers? I, I I would honestly say that there might James be quarterbacks better than him. I, mean, I would I take like James Winston. How? I I, How? I do like James Winston. I think he's gonna have a breakout year. No, but like, I'm gonna disagree I, with you. I, I don't like Cam Newton. Like, we circled Cam Newton last week, me and Chase did, did. Yeah, as one of the quarterbacks that we think overrated. are completely overrated and that you should maybe make a little mark. Uh, to be, if you want a quarterback late, draft Carson Wentz. He's been falling super, super late. Yeah, in, he in, has. People don't trust him in to stay healthy. healthy. But that right. Philadelphia offense, when he's healthy, when they've got all those weapons, they have a really good offensive yeah, line. Yeah, they also have their number one wide receiver did get a fractured thumb today and is out for four weeks. Which is an issue. Yeah, but I I still right. I still like Carson. All right, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to my, my team or I'll, I'll go to my other okay. team. I'll go to my other team. So this is a 14 team league. It's a PPR, and I had the I had the fourth pick in this one. So fourth pick, great. I, I couldn't pass him. I had to take Zeke. I was I was iffy about it. I was like, do I take D Hop? But I was Good like, man. I'm, I'm trusting I like that Zeke. Pick. I had you to. You can't take a wide receiver in the first round, in my opinion. You it's, definitely can take a wide receiver. Yeah, you definitely can. He was taking the next pick after me. I, 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 I took DeAndre Hopkins in a PPR league six. Yeah, I guess in a PPR That's, league. Six I guess is in, it's great. I wish he fell six. I guess I know, in a PPR was, league, it's fine. I was, right. okay, I right, right, uh, Zeke, and then my quarterback, Drew Brees. I got him pretty late. I was actually kind of surprised about that, and I was happy to have him. I think, he's a, I think he's kind of one of those guys that's overlooked as a fantasy quarterback, which I like. And then, so, Drew Brees, Zeke, Carrion Johnson again. I got Brandon Cooks, who fell a lot. Mike yeah, Williams, who also fell. So, both my wide receivers, I'm a little bit concerned about. But I got them both so late that I feel a little bit better about it. So, Brandon Cooks and Mike Williams, I both Brandon got... Cooks has been, Brandon Cooks and Tyler Boyd in both my leagues fell Tyler super Boyd. late. Like yeah, yeah. Yoss like knows because in in our draft we were sitting there and Tyler Boyd was, I, he was just every single round he was sitting at the top. No one, I don't know. I mean, because you can't trust Andy Dalton. That's that's like a huge issue. Yeah, but without Andy AJ Dalton. Green last year, Tyler Boyd ended up having a pretty solid season. I yeah, guess there is AJ Green this year. We think. I mean, he's injured for the first at least four games. All right, um, and then my tight end, I had to get a couple Browns. So I got David Njoku. I think he's going to have a great breakout season. A big guy that I think Baker's going to like to target in the red zone. And then I got Kenyon Drake as my flex. Browns defense another time. Uh, Jake Elliott. And then my bench is Naheem Hines, Terrell Williams, Trey Burden is my backup tight end. I got him like third to last round. So I think that was... I mean, I have to, I have to play him one week. So, so, so far, I'm not a big fan of your I, your, your bench uh, depth. True. Mitch Trubisky, also not great. No, but really not great. I got, so I got Deshaun Hamilton and then Chris Conley. Ooh, I do like Deshaun Hamilton. Last guy on my bench. Took this guy second to la- or third to last pick. I figured I'd take a risk on him. Daniel Jones. Okay. So why, first of all, why would you draft Daniel Jones if you just pick him up? Because okay. he was... Because the person after me was going to take him if I didn't. Okay. I guess. Who knows what happens? Eli Manning plays terrible first game. They play him second game. Great two games. Yeah, but you don't. Drew Brees is is, eh. Drew Brees. Okay. Drew Brees will never be. I said this. I said this in the last episode. Okay. One of the quarterbacks I think is undervalued. I both had Brady and Drew Brees together, and they were falling super, super late. And I don't know where this notion came that oh you have to stay away from Brady and Brees. I I don't. I I just simply don't understand why. I don't understand how yeah. Tom Brady's a backup quarterback in fantasy. So I'll I'll go into my team, my other team right now. 
Let y'all say his first team. First. I, right. <laughs> his team's not very good, so oh, we try to okay. skip it. Over. I don't know about that. Before this podcast, we were talking about it, and we were both criticizing his entire team. We'll do it again here. Yeah, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go through my in-depth, uh, the Dylan Smith criticism of every single player on Yoss's team. Don't sleep on my team. I mean, I won the league last year. Yeah, had the that same was kind of lucky. Going into the Even draft. though I had the... We're not <laughs> going to get into that. I had the best team last year. Uh, okay. All right. So, I mean, we obviously discussed Cam Newton. I think he's going to have a good year. Dookie. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they so, gotta score points somehow. So so far, your quarterback has only one good arm, and that's his non-throwing arm. <laughs> so all right, all right. How are you gonna criticize Alvin Kamara? That no, no we're not. We, yeah, okay. There's no criticism. All right, Nick Chubb, gonna be dominant. Nick Chubb's pretty good, but I bet you overdrafted. I bet you drafted him like the second round or something. <laughs> Um, when did you draft him? Third round. Third round, okay. I think he goes fourth. I think he goes yeah, right third. Round. Third is fine. I do like I like his value though. If he drops to the late third round, take him. I think I that's give too many bets. Yeah, I got I got him twelve. Okay, anyways, or, continue. Uh, continue. Right. So so Kamara and Nick Chubb, I have no problem with. So, All right, yeah. Antonio Brown was a late pick. We Why did you pick him? Hate him. I picked him. I can't oh, stand actually, it him. Oh, wasn't that late. It was third round or fourth round. Fourth round, okay. I, that's that's not bad value. All right, so I have a real big issue with <laughs> my wide receiver too. It's it's really between a bunch of uh, uh, terrible wide receivers with no quarterback. I got Sterling Shepard, Tyler Lockett, or D.D. Westbrook. And I know you picked Tyler Lockett super yeah, early, yeah, and we I, were I we were sitting that. there, and we saw you pick Tyler Lockett. In like what was it like fifth round or something? Were you guys yeah. in the same room drafting? Yes. Yeah, we were, and we, we gave him a lot for that. Tyler, I mean, yeah, I don't those know. those that combination of wide receivers, there's no consistency. In a wide receiver, wide receiver two, if you're not gonna get a top wide receiver, I like to just go with a consistent guy who's gonna get a lot of targets. D.D. Westbrook Do- is gonna get a lot of targets. I, but he's not. Maybe. Uh, yeah, he will. I mean, who uh, else? Are, what else are they gonna do? Maybe I'm Please not. explain. What else is Jacksonville gonna do? I mean, I, first of all, I, I wouldn't really invest in the J- Jacksonville air attack uh, to start off with. <laughs> um, I mean, but they actually, they have a couple of guys there. Who? They have uh, uh, what's his face? Who's the other wide receiver? They have um. I don't know. That, that's why. No, I they have. I'm blanking on the name right now, but I had him last year in fantasy. Didn't have that good of a season. Oh, um. I know you, know, you know what I'm talking now. about. Um, Anyways, continue. I'll find the name. All right. I have O.J. Howard as my tight end, who, you know, personally, I think is a good pick. I mean, I got him relatively late, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wasn't too happy with it, but tight end started to go off the board in, like, the same round. So yeah, I was like, oh, kinda... God, I need a tight end now. So I kind of just, like, yeah. impulsed O.J. Howard... I'm I'm mixed feelings about OJ Howard. I I think he's a little bit overhyped. I agree. Just because I just, he hasn't, I just don't love him. He hasn't really. I don't know. He, he hasn't really he's shown never, much. He's never, I I guess if you're gonna wait on a tight end, maybe. But you still. I think you drafted him too early. I mean, I drafted him when all the tight ends went out. I didn't really. Have no, a choice. no. There yeah. was still. I was in that draft room. There were still other solid tight ends. I don't there know were. About that. I mean. I think you Six tight ends went back to back to back to back. Also, by the way, I, I found it right now. Uh, Jacksonville at wide receiver, they have DJ Chark, the highly. He's supposed to be a really good rookie out of LSU, really fast. Keelan Cole, that was the that guy was I was talking guy. about before. Uh, also, they have, they have Marquise Lee, uh, Chris Conley. I mean, all those guys I wouldn't say are very good, but they could all take uh, targets away from D.D. Westbrook. I'm just not a big fan. 
Anyways, right. continue. All right, Marlon Mack, who's gonna get like everything. That's and I, like, I've said this before. I said this before. Your your main point for thinking that Marlon Mack's gonna be a really good running back so is that a lot of touches. is that he's gonna get a lot of touches. Not but true. I'm gonna say the opposite. Andrew Luck retiring hurts both Marlon Mack and Naeem Hines, who they both split carries. Just like to note that. But uh, having we've seen this before, having a really bad offense. Like because they, they have Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, we just don't know what we're gonna get. It doesn't necessarily translate to having like a, a, lot, a lot of yards of or touchdowns with for a running back. Especially because they're gonna stuff I, the line now since they can't throw. Yeah. Plus they're gonna be playing well, from behind each game, which forces them to throw. I've seen this so many times where a quarterback's been injured, everyone gets their running back, and all of a sudden it's just uh, all of a sudden their running back's just not. I don't know. I think I think you just overvalued Marlon Mack a little bit too much. I mean, all right, we'll see. And then I go a different approach to uh to my defense is I normally pick defenses up week to week depending on who they're playing. So I what? I no, mean, no, no, I actually like that. I because like an interesting strategy. Because I mean, if you, you just pick a team that plays, do you like, guys have to do you have to pay for your acquisitions? No, no. Okay. I mean, you just pick a team that like the Cardinals play every week, and you're bound to get points. Except from but, turnovers except, and stuff like except, that. Except on ten, except on ten of the, the the defenses are drafted, so you're stuck with like a, a smaller sample size. Like the Browns, just kidding, they're godly. Oh, okay, yeah. but like still, I mean, some team has to play. Oh, I, I see. I, I I understand where you're coming from on that. All right, and then my kicker's Brent Maher. I mean, whatever. So my bench, as I explained before, is Tyler Lockett, D.D. Westbrook, or Sterling Shepard, whoever I don't play. You have three, nothing left. I got Matt Breida, who when I was looking at, when I was looking at, like, uh, Don't make excuses. Stay behind your team. Boston Sleepers. He, he was a sleeper, and I think, I know you hate him and has, I've never said I hate him. I've never said I hate him. I just said that's a very, that, that running back room is completely full. It's just, I mean, he could have a good season. But then again, he could uh, be the seventh running back. Well, oh well, he's on my bench for a reason. Then okay, I got, but, but I don't like that. That's a bad attitude. But like, if you're gonna draft guys, <laughs> just if you're gonna draft anyone, just to stick him on your bench. Why? You're just wasting picks. I'm not. I'm not saying. You just if, if he has a bad, if he busts, I'm, it's gonna stay on my bench. But if he has a breakout season, he's obviously gonna play. And I yeah, but but why would it. you? Why why would you? Okay, continue. All right, then I have Peyton Barber. Ronald I mean, Jones is the better running back. Okay, well then, I'm pretty sure he's not. T- I still think Peyton <laughs> okay. Barber is gonna be good. I mean, you're sleeping on my team. Then, then I got Dion Lewis, who is gonna get a ton of carries. I it will he though? I mean, it's, I it's mean, not a PPR league, so I'm not a big fan of Dion. I mean, Lewis. but but who are they gonna start? Derrick Henry? Like Derrick Henry has proved yes. to not be good. By the way, just just to add some substance to my argument, Matt Breed on San Francisco, they have a running back room with uh, uh, Jarek McKinnon. I'm pretty sure is there. Tevin Coleman's there. Uh, and then they also have Matt Breida, so that's that's gonna be a little bit tough. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And then um, you agree with some. Well, I agree it's gonna be tough, but I still think he's gonna have a good season. I think you're, it's 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 not meant to be easy. But he's not to, gonna like, have a good. You. I, I continue. There's, right. there's better options. I honestly like my my option of Miles Sanders a lot better than well, Matt Breida. Well, I agree. If I could get Miles Sanders, I would have. You got him like in the sixth round or something ridiculous. That's completely false. Well, so what round did you get? Him? What round did you get? Uh, yeah, you continue not fine. All right, and then to wrap up my bench, I have Terrell Williams, who is I don't like that. my my kind of like in a way handcuffed Antonio Brown because if Antonio Brown true like proves to have issues 
then he's going to be the number well, one. I, I drafted Miles Sanders in the late seventh round. Okay, so I so, was pretty close. That's great value. I mean, I'll be honest, it's better than your flex. So No, no it is not. That is com- it's better than your flex. <laughs> I mean, Miles Sanders. I, who's your flex again? You have uh, who's it, uh, like Marlon Payton? Mack. Marlon oh, Mack, no. yeah, it's better than your flex. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So uh, I think we're going to... Uh, um, Wrap, the, wrap, yeah, wrap this up. I couldn't get that out. Yeah. Hey, We're going to wrap that up. So thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening thank to uh, After This A Sports Podcast. Uh, we'll be here maybe the, the, either this week or early next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again. For sure. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. See you guys next time.